Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The following program is brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio. Begin to be poured out upon all men. <laughs> this is there, spoken by the prophet Joel. This is there, spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, I pour out my spirit, saith the Lord. Pastor Bob, the Tell It Like It Is radio show. That's the uh, opening song. 
by Timothy Spell. This is that. We play that every single Sunday night to start our program. And we play a song by uh, Lance Appleton's daughter, Crystal or Krista Garcia, at the very end of every broadcast, if you haven't noticed that already. I pastor the New Life Pentecostal Church in Dickinson, North Dakota. If you're listening on Holy Ghost Radio, you are listening to a live broadcast October 7th, 2018. And if you're listening on the podcast, of course, it could be different. Turn me up just a little bit. We've got Abe running the controls tonight. Good to have him in the studio. And a lot of people texting me already saying they're listening. Good to have you guys all listening tonight. We've got Carl and Jeannie listening from Texas tonight. Good to have them back together. Uh, We've got Dakota listening, Matthew listening. Uh, Lori from South Hart listening tonight. Uh, we've got um, Elder Larson and Elder Westlake listening tonight. They're over at Samson's house. And nice that they're listening. Um, if you're if you were in our church today at the New Life Pentecostal Church, five hundred one Elks Drive, you're going to get a kind of a repeat of what I spoke about. I'm sure it'll be different because it always is. But but the um, I want to talk about the same thing that I talked about. I've got people. Texting me, telling me to sing songs. I brought my guitar, so I might do that. I might, I might play my guitar and do a little singing tonight. The, uh, uh, in fact, if somebody texted me a song that'll fit, said, "Sing, what trouble are giants?" That'll fit in perfect with what I'm talking about, I think. So I'll, I'll do that maybe in just a little bit. Um, start out the program with a song tonight, and uh, this is an old Don Francisco song that I heard years ago goes like this. Me, I'm gonna walk a little closer with my Lord when he talks to me. I'm gonna be obedient to his word. I'm gonna live as he commands. I'm gonna pray with holy hands. Today I'm gonna walk just a little bit closer with my Lord. Brother Paul, he gave it all, a living sacrifice. Just kept on pushing, every day he paid the price. Never claimed he'd made the grade, but this one thing he'd do. He pressed on to be like Jesus, until his time on this earth was through. Me, I'm gonna walk little closer with my Lord when he talks to me. I'm going to be obedient to his word. I'm going to live as he commands. I'm going to pray with holy hands. Today I'm going to walk just a little bit closer with my Lord. I don't make no promises about great and mighty changes. Through this day, I'm going to play what the Holy Ghost arranges. And me, I'm going to walk a little closer with my Lord. When He talks to me, I'm going to be obedient to His Word. I'm going to live as He commands. I'm going to pray with holy hands. Today I'm going to walk just a little bit closer with my Lord. 
want to turn your attention to Proverbs chapter 14 and verse 16 tonight. Proverbs 14 and 16. And we are going to talk about do right, trust God. That's what we're talking about. You could text me tonight. I haven't given out those numbers yet. 701-290-7862. If you're listening out of the country, email me, robertsimons58 at gmail.com. Proverbs 14.6 says, A wise man feareth and departeth from evil. But the fool rageth and is confident. I could title this two different types of confidence tonight, wrong and right confidence, but I'd rather title this Do Right, Trust God. And here again, I spoke about this at our church today. We had a great service and a lot of new people there, new visitors there. We had a dinner after church that went really, really well. And so um, I'm just so excited about what's going on. Of course, you you know this if you're from Dickinson, North Dakota. We moved into, we bought the top half of the Elks building right on the interstate, 501 Elks Drive. That building will seat 500 people, and we're starting to fill it up. And we're excited about that. Brother and sister uh, Gubrud are listening tonight. Brother Griffith is listening. Brother Schuler is listening. The Luke Simons family is listening. Danny from St. Cloud is listening. The, uh, they got some here. I don't know who you are. I don't, I don't know. Just people saying they're listening tonight. Uh, the, uh, we've got some, uh, Lomans and Luke and Becky listening out in, in, um, out in, uh, Belfield, I think. So glad to have you guys. I'm honored that you would listen. Some of you that were at church today are going to hear this, some of this same stuff twice. I want to zero in on how the, the wise man feareth departeth from evil, but the fool rageth and is confident. And let me just start here. Uh, with this, I want to talk about um, insecurities that people have. Very, very interesting to me. There are many people that are very insecure. And it's interesting sometimes because it looks like something else. Sometimes people that are very insecure act or try to act just the opposite of that. And insecurities bring out the very worst in people. And they drive people around you crazy. They, they really do. Uh, your insecurities that you have can be come out in very, very negative ways. Um, sometimes people that are insecure um, have an unhealthy competitive streak to them. They're always trying to prove something, uh, always fighting against something, uh, never never happy, never can enjoy life. They're, they're insecure, so they're constantly trying to prove to those around them that they're worth something. And it's because they're very insecure. Uh, insecurities, the fruits of insecurity can be, uh, uh, you, you assume others are thinking things about you that they're not. That you begin to assume that people don't like you, that people are um, against you, that that uh, that people maybe on a job situation, people want to fire you or or whatever. You, you begin to think things that are not true. Constantly because of that, you need reassurance from people, <clears throat> and if you don't hear reassurance, then you're you're assuming the worst, and uh, and there's a paranoia even I guess in the final stages of that, just a paranoia that it's kind of like that cartoon, The Born Loser, I saw many years ago. He was laying on the psychiatrist bed, and the psychiatrist said, "Have you ever picked up seashells?" And he and on the seashore, and you hear them talking. And the born loser said, they only talk about me when I'm not around. <laughs> you know, the because uh, some people will pick up seashells and hear voices, I guess. 
The fruits of insecurity could be acting or dressing for other people's approval in, in unhealthy ways, like immodest dressing sometimes uh, by women is done because of insecurities in their life. I really believe that makeup and some of these things that women feel like they have to wear to look beautiful has to do with insecurity. I, I really believe that. In fact, I, I do think that women have a greater tendency to be insecure about the way they look than men. And I, I think most people would probably agree with that, generally. I think that uh, I can look at people that battle insecurities. They're trying to belong to a group. Maybe they try to dress up like a biker but never even have owned a Harley-Davidson. You know, I've ridden motorcycles for many, many years but I don't dress up like a biker. I just enjoy riding the motorcycle. I don't really have to look a certain way. But but people want to be part of something because I believe because of insecurities. They they want to join something. They're um, the um, the born loser's birthday is the same day as his. Wow, that's crazy. David, good to have you listening. I owe Robert a call. I've been I got a I got a message from Robert. David, is he with you, Robert? I need to call him. I've been, it's on my list to do it. Uh, hello to the Burling family that's listening tonight. Good to have you guys listening. <clears throat> We're talking about, I'm going to get to this, this subject. I'm, I'm, I'm going to kind of, I'm trying to breeze through this quickly, but there are fruits of insecurity in people's life, depression, anxiety, worry. I believe that many supposed mental illnesses come or start because of insecurity. Constantly worried about who we are, who people think we are. Now, the the problem is, the unfortunate thing is, the opposite of insecurity is not what we want either. The opposite of insecurity is is just as annoying, just as destructive. It alienates people away from you just as much. And the 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 opposite of insecurity is is arrogance or selfishness. Maybe actually believing that you're better than other people or smarter than most people. That also is very destructive. And even though insecure people sometimes act that way, they try, they come up with a bravado that they think they're smarter than everybody else, they're very, very insecure. And they're not. But they're, unfortunately, there are people that actually believe that they're greater, smarter, better and those people have a very hard time making friends also it's it turns into selfishness a narcissistic or nar, how do i say it? narcissistic huh i always say narcissistic narcissistic attitude uh, a lot of times self-pity and whiny poor me attitudes come about through that you know the the person that thinks they're too much can really feel sorry for themselves as great of a person as I am, look at how they're treating me. <laughs> so we got two kind of two ditches here. We got people that are full of insecurities, and that's not pleasing to God. And, and we'll get into why that's not. And then we have people that are um, are full of arrogance. You know, they're full of uh, they're full of uh, uh, selfishness, and neither one of those is what we want to be. Both of these attitudes are really hard to tell apart because they really are both rooted in the same sin, and the Bible calls it pride. Wow, I mean, I have got people texting me 
hello, Sierra. Hello, Janelle. Good to have you guys listening tonight. Just a lot of people here texting me. There is This morning I made up a new definition for the word pride. It's not probably new, but I made it up or put it together in my mind. Pride is the obsession of what we think about ourselves or what we worry others think about us. And both of them are pride. Like if you're full of insecurity, that's pride. You're worried about what others think about you. That's pride. And the answer to either one of these tonight is what my topic is about. The answer to this age-old universal struggle between these two destructive attitudes of insecurity and arrogance, or insecurity and open pride, is not to try to develop self-confidence. That's what our world is trying to promote. Our world promotes self-confidence. You can go to classes on it. They teach kids in school self-confidence. They try, <laughs> they try to help kids be more confident in, the, in themselves. That's not what I'm going to talk about tonight. In fact, one of the fathers of the self-esteem movement wrote, I think, I think you know, Dr. Ramsey in our church told me he wrote 21 articles and books about it over the years. He came out several years ago debunking everything he ever said. He said, teaching kids to have high self-esteem doesn't help them do better. Isn't that crazy? This is the one of the modern fathers of the self-esteem movement that said it. He said, our testing <laughs> years ago found that the kids that had the highest self-esteem did the best in school. But now we know the kids that did the best in school had the highest self-esteem. <laughs> That's just the opposite. Did you hear that? They used to think that the kids that had the highest self-esteem did the best in school. But he said, now we know the kids that did the best in school had the highest self-esteem. In other words, do right, do good, and you'll feel good. He told this same guy, said, you, you parents are better off teaching your kids self-discipline rather than self-esteem. Our broadcast tonight is on trusting in God and doing what is right. It's the only way to overcome these feelings of insecurity or arrogance. Text me tonight. This is Pastor Bob Simons. We're a live broadcast from Dickinson, North Dakota. 701-290-7862. Now way back in the country, in the woods of Illinois, Back where Abraham Lincoln used to run as a boy Every Sunday night you can follow the crowd To that Pentecost church on the outskirts of town Owls are white, we're running and the seats are comfy I'll show you how we have church out here in the country Lord, it goes a long way when you're lifting your voices in Jesus' name. 
smoke and the booze and the party's getting old. Take a little advice from someone who knows there's life changing power in the Holy Ghost. You better take your truck, cause the road's a little bumpy, but that's the way we have church out here in the country. Greg McCool. There's too many McCools. Yeah, Greg McCool. That's some good stuff, isn't it? Pretty. That's pretty country sounding stuff. My mom says they sound like they have a clothespin on their nose or something. My mom doesn't like country style music. I hope hope my mom's listening tonight. Uh, love that lady. One of the least selfish people I've ever met is my mom, and uh, my wife is right in that same group, and my mother-in-law's in that same group too. The least selfish people I know are women, so I don't know what that says, but maybe men are more selfish. We're talking about, hey, thanks for all the nice texts. Um, hey, and by the way, hello to Gunner. Gunner, hello. Good to talk to you. Ben, that kid's getting tall. Good to uh, Taurus family listening tonight. Jasic, hello to Jasic. You are listening to a live broadcast from Pastor Bob Simons, pastor of the New Life Pentecostal Church, Dickinson, North Dakota. We're the home of the Acts 238 message. That's the reason we moved here. Really, it is. There's a lot of nice people in town. There's a lot of other churches in town. But we moved from Bismarck uh, 30 years ago because we didn't know if anybody was preaching Acts 2.38. Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. I can't do a program without saying that because it's very, very important. Talking tonight about, we kind of started out talking about insecurities, talking about arrogance, and how both of these are very similar to each other in some ways, it's really hard to tell which it is. Because most people that act arrogant are just insecure. But there are people that are arrogant. I mean, they really, they're, they're not insecure at all. They really believe. I mean, they truly are uh, proud. And, and so is the person with the uh, insecurities. But tonight, the answer that I want to really promote here tonight is that there is a confidence that comes when you have a right standing with God. And it's more valuable than great riches. It's more valuable than philosophy. It's, it's more valuable than, than anything else in this life. If you know that you are right with your Creator, there is a confidence that comes through that that cannot be replaced with anything else. 
See, that's why if you thought that this program to start out with, and I hope you can hear the whole program because one of my fears doing radio is that people are going to hear part of what I'm saying, not listen to the rest of it, and completely misunderstand what I'm saying. But part of the problem is is that too many Christian teachers are teaching this phony self-confidence uh, junk that that doesn't get you anywhere and it doesn't get you anywhere with God. God does not want us to be confident in ourself. He wants us to be right with him and when we're right with him, we can have confidence towards God. You see, I say on the radio all the time over the years, if I haven't said it lately, I say it all the time. The goal of the Tell It Like It Is program is not to help you feel better about yourself. It's The goal of the Tell It Like It Is program is not to help you to feel good about yourself. The goal of the Tell It Like It Is program is to help you to become good, to become better. Because once you become good, you'll start to feel good. Once you start making right decisions, you're going to start to feel good about yourself. There's no substitute psychologically for getting right with God. None. Zero. I believe one of the things that was interesting to my wife and I, and this is where this program or this topic, I should say, was born, is my wife and I woke up Saturday morning. I kind of slept in. I really did. I think I stayed in bed till 8. And, um, and we... And we were visiting, and she was telling me, we have an insurance company called MediShare. It's it's kind of a Christian-based insurance company. We love it. It's a health insurance company. It's cheap. We love it. Now, they won't take everybody. If you drink, you smoke, they won't take you. If you're living in an illicit sexual lifestyle, they won't take you. And one of the things that's interesting about them is they don't cover mental illness. They don't cover it. Because... The people in MediShare are convinced that much mental illness is based in more of a spiritual thing and even in a wrong decision thing. Now, you can like that or you can hate that, but that's their company. I believe that these feelings of insecurities and these feelings of pride are the root causes of much of what we call mental illness today. The anxiety, the worry... um, I believe that a lot of that causes all kinds of health problems. And I hear I'm not trying to play psychiatrist today, but I think anybody will tell you that. That worry and anxiety cause mental health problems. And we are living in a world that has is full of problems that we can't handle ourselves. And so the confidence that I'm talking about today is bigger than self-confidence. You know, like, if any of you have ever started a new job, like, boy, for you that are listening around the country or even maybe around the world tonight, Dickinson, North Dakota is the place to live right now. There are good jobs around here, high-paying jobs. If you've got a CDL or want to get one, you can make a lot of money in Dickinson. Uh, oil field work, a lot of money in oil field work out here. Uh, you're going to start out probably somewhere between 20 and $25 an hour and work all the hours you want, some of them. But starting a new job is always nerve-wracking. And the reason it's nerve-wracking is you don't know what you're doing. So you have these feelings 
of inadequacy. You have these feelings of insecurity because you don't know what you're doing. The only way to overcome that is to learn what you're doing. That's the only way to overcome it. Like when you don't know what you're doing, like Abe, if you started a new job and you didn't know what you were doing, it, your first few days at work are really uncomfortable. Hopefully you've got a good boss that's very patient. And you bosses out there, you need to be patient because you'll you'll hire a hardworking person that if he doesn't know what he's doing, is going to be so frustrated he'll quit. In fact, when you don't know what you're doing, the best thing to do is just work really hard at whatever they tell you to do and then try to learn everything else as fast as you can. But the reason I said that is because the only way that you can get over those feelings of insecurity on a new job is to learn what you're supposed to be doing. And the only way that you'll ever get over the insecurities of life is to learn what God expects and what he wants us to do. When you have a right relationship with God, there is a confidence that comes that cannot be replaced with anything else. You can stand up to death in, in it. You, you read in the Bible about people that were put to death for their faith. How could they do that? How could they be so brave? How could they have so much confidence? Well, they had no confidence in, the, in themselves. They couldn't get themselves out of it. But they had confidence in God. You know, um, David, King David, and if you, I'm assuming that most of you know the story of David and Goliath. But King David, when he, before he was King David, when he was just a shepherd boy, King David had confidence in his standing with God. <coughs> King David had confidence that he was right with God. God knew where he was at. And because of that, he could look Goliath in the eye and say, I'm not afraid of you. It wasn't because David, it wasn't his clothing that looked right. It wasn't his hairstyle that looked right. What was it? It wasn't that he was just trusting in his ability with his sling. And I'm sure he had ability. That's fine. God is not, you know, he doesn't mind us having ability. David's confidence was in God. Psalm 27, 1, this is a psalm of David. He said, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked, even my enemies and my foes, came upon me to eat up my flesh, they stumbled and fell. Though a host should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war should rise against me, in this will I be confident. This is good confidence. David said, the Lord is my light and my salvation. He was confident in the Lord. And he was the reason he could be confident in the Lord. This isn't some kooky religious guy on the radio talking to you right now. Oh, you can have confidence in the Lord because the word says so. I'm going to tell you, if you want confidence in the Lord, you've got to start doing right. You've got to start making right decisions. To get the favor of God in your life, it also takes some effort on your part. Jesus didn't do it all for us. You said, oh, I thought Jesus did it all for us on the cross. He did something for us we couldn't do ourselves. But if you think that Jesus 
dying on the cross is the is the reason only reason you're going to heaven. You haven't read most of the Bible because you've got to obey that. You've got to put it into practice. And let me tell you, in, in Psalm 27, David said, "In this will I be confident." And then he goes on to say, "One thing have I desired of the Lord, and that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord." all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord, to inquire in his temple. For in the time of trouble he shall hide me in his pavilion, in the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me, he shall set me up upon a rock. You see, what David was saying is the reason I have confidence in God is I've got a right relationship with God. And if you want to have confidence in God, you need to have a right relationship with God. Somebody texted me and said, play this song. This is a song that my daughter and I used to sing together over the years. So hopefully I can remember all the verses. If I can't, this is live radio, man. That's a kind of a dumb time to not remember all the verses. But we'll see how this goes. Abe, if I, if I mess up, just bring in some other kind of song right away so they won't know about it then. I'm going to tell you a story. That you probably heard And at the risk of being redundant Gonna tell you something that may not thrill you But it could not hurt Well, it comes out of the sacred Writing of the Israelites It's the story of David How he slew Goliath Well, the king of his country Didn't trust in him much so to David's alarm, he tried to put him in his armor, but the thing was so heavy, David couldn't stand up. So he left it by the river, where he gathered five smooth stones. Guess it's safe to say he figured he wasn't going out alone. Not alone in what trouble or giants, what's wrong with being small? The bigger they come, you know, the harder they fall when you're fighting for Zion on the Lord's side. Think you're going to find me no trouble at all. What trouble or giants? What's wrong with being small? The bigger they come, you know, the harder they fall. When you're fighting for Zion on the Lord's side, think you're going to find me no trouble at all. Well, there must have been some laughter among the Philistines. At the sight of this scrawny little shepherd coming out to meet the record-breaking mammoth of a man who was a killing machine. But it didn't stop David, cause he was smart enough to know more the size of who you put your faith in than the size of your foe. Whoa, whoa, and what trouble are giants? What's wrong with being small? The bigger they come, you know, the harder they fall when you're fighting for Zion on the Lord's side. Think you're going to find me no trouble at all. Let me sing that verse again. Well, there must have been some laughter among the Philistines at the sight of this scrawny little shepherd coming out to meet the record-breaking mammoth of a man who was a killing machine. But it didn't stop David because he was smart enough to know more the size of who you put your faith in than the size of your foe. Whoa, whoa, and what trouble are giants? What's wrong with being small? Here they come, harder they fall when you're fighting for Zion on the Lord's side. Think you're gonna find ain't no trouble at all. That's what our program is about tonight. Get confidence in God. Do right 
trust God, you won't be crazy. I'm going to have Abe play a part of a song tonight so I can read my text. Text me tonight, 701-290-7862. I'll try to do a shout-out to some of you here in just a minute. for all the texts. Thank you. Everybody's so kind to me. Uh, we got somebody saying, sing us a song. Janelle's saying, sing us a song, Brother Abe. So maybe we will. I'm not sure. We'll have to figure out something. He doesn't have his fancy guitar here tonight. He only plays like Taylor guitars. Big shot. The um, uh, Hello to uh, Zach and Leah from Philadelphia. What in the world are you doing in Philadelphia? The city of brotherly love. The... Um, Maybe they're on their, maybe they're celebrating their anniversary or something. I don't know what. 
We're talking about Pastor Bob. You're back to the Tell It Like It Is radio show. It's a live broadcast coming from Dickinson, North Dakota. We're down at the KDIX studio, which is an AM station right here in Dickinson. We've got Dickinson people listening. We've got people from everywhere listening. Good to have you listening tonight. We're talking about that the answer to your insecurities and the answer to your arrogance, whichever one you got, is really confidence in God. Not caring what anybody else thinks as much as you care about what God thinks. You know, uh, David, I said earlier,'s confidence was based on his relationship with God. Truly doing what is right brings confidence in, in, in God's favor in our lives, which can help us face anything. There isn't anything else like it. If you've been fed that self-esteem, bogus, um, feel-good type thing, you know it doesn't work. There's nothing that'll make you feel as good as doing what's good. There's nothing that can help you stand up to the lions more than knowing that God's on your side. Jesus said, fear not him that can kill the body. But fear him that can kill the body and cast the soul into hell. Fear him. That's God. What Jesus was saying is if you have the proper fear of God in your life and the respect and the desire to please God, you don't have to be afraid of anything else. That's what that verse says that I started with in Proverbs fourteen sixteen: A wise man feareth and departeth from evil. Like, feareth what? He feareth God. But the fool rageth and is confident. Like, he's he's got a false confidence. You know, this, this um, you know, you look at the story of Samson in the Old Testament. There's a guy named Samson listening tonight. The Samson in the Old Testament had favor with God for a period of time in his life. But he quit doing that which was right, and God's favor left him. And when when Samson was, was attacked by the Philistines, the Bible said they grabbed him, and he was going to just beat them all up like he had before. But he didn't know, he wist not, he didn't know that the Lord, the Spirit, had departed from him. And they grabbed him and they gouged his eyes out. That's what happens to you with your self-confidence. It'll take you so far, but it won't take you any farther than that. Confidence in God. Romans 12 and 3 said, For I say, through the grace of God, Paul said this, given unto me, to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think. Don't don't think of yourself as some big shot. But to think soberly according as God had dealt to every man the measure of faith. In other words, use your brain and realize that the only thing that makes us uh, able to live this life and, and to, to, to deal with the issues of this life is our faith in God. 
Micah 6 and 8 said, He has showed thee, O man, what is good, what the Lord doth require of thee, but to do justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with thy God. You see, when I say do right and trust God, this verse could have been my text. Do justly, love mercy. That means to do right. And then to walk humbly with thy God. In other words, God will take care of it. You worry about your relationship with God. I know I've done programs on, on worry before on the, on the radio. It seems like in our society that people are worried about everything except the thing they need to worry about. They're worried about their health. They're worried they, they get a, a membership at the gym that they never use. <laughs> but they're worried about it. People my age, I just turned 60. They're going to the doctor constantly to get checked out for what might be wrong with them. Now, I know, you know, that's fine. I mean, I, I don't do that, but I'm, I'm not against you doing that. You know, I here's the way I look at my life. I'm 60. I've lived such a, such a full life already. I've got to do more things than probably anybody. I mean, I've lived, just by not owning a TV, I've lived more life than most of you. Because your 4.2 hours a day that you've been watching that stupid thing, I've been living. You know, I've already lived more life than most people will ever live. Uh, you know, I've got to go places. I've got to see my children grow up, get married, my grandchildren. I, I, um, so if I'm full of cancer right now, I don't even want to know about it. <laughs> but why would I sit and worry about all that stuff? You see... The only thing we need to worry about, the only thing Pastor Bob needs to worry about, is to make sure my life is right with God. 1 Peter 5 and 6 says, Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. You know, this... this uh, when we have confidence in God, not only does it help us with our insecurities, not only does it help us with our arrogance, but it helps us because there are things in this life that are way bigger than us. I mean, Goliath was way... David couldn't beat Goliath by himself. Worry is an indicator of our position that we are with God, our faith. This word care here, casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you, it means our needs, our troubles, our temptations, the things that are too big for us to handle ourselves. I do believe God wants us to handle the things we can handle ourselves. You know, get to work in the morning, pay your bills. But there are things in life that you can't handle, you can't fix, you can't stop. You can't make other people do what you want them to do. You can't make your kids make good decisions once they're adults. I believe that having these cares in our life keep us in a right relationship with God. The songwriter said it this way, I need thee every hour. If you're going to be needy, be needy towards God. God, these, this is too big for me, and I'm going to take it to you in prayer. Because for the, Jesus said this, with men, this is impossible. 
but with God, nothing shall be impossible. True confidence comes with the belief in something bigger than ourselves. There's a story I love to tell, and I'll tell you it right now. I've told the story many years. I read it in the Reader's Digest probably, probably 25, 30 years ago. 20, 20 to 30 years ago. It happened in a country called Armenia. There was a terrible earthquake, and I think it was in I, I, it was in the 80s, I believe, and I read the story. Uh, buildings were collapsed. A lot of people died. There was a school building that collapsed. And there was a boy in this school building. And in the school building, it looked like there were no survivors. It was just a pile of rubble. There was a man that was digging away at the rubble. They found him right after the earthquake, digging away at the rubble. People tried to stop him. What are you doing? Nobody's alive in there. You know, and of course they were worried about other things falling, more tremors and so on. Everybody, it was a state of emergency. And all he would say is, will you help me now? Will you help me now? And uh, they thought he was crazy. The, the police tried to stop him because they tried to make a martial law. They couldn't stop him. He just kept saying, will you help me now? Finally, he got some people to kind of help him. And they dug and dug and dug. By hand. And they dug a little hole in this pile of rubble, and they heard a child's cry. And he yelled down into that little hole, Armid, are you there? Armid, this is your father. Are you there? Are you alive? And he heard a cry come back saying, Yes, father, I'm alive. I'm okay. There's 17 of us down here, and we're all okay. That whole classroom was okay. They dug the hole a little bigger, and they shined a light. They said, come to this light. Come out, Armid, come out. And he said, no, Dad. He said, let all the other children out first. And so they let all the other children out first. And he told his dad, I wasn't afraid. That's why I wanted them all to come out first. They were all afraid. But I told them, if my father is alive, he will not rest until he gets me out of this this uh, this school. He, he told everybody. They were all crying. They were all scared. He said, if my father is alive, he will get me out of this school. That boy had confidence in something bigger than himself. He wasn't afraid because he thought he could do anything. He wasn't afraid because of his relationship with his father. And we have a father. And we need to strive to have a relationship with him. True confidence comes with a belief in something bigger than ourselves. That's why in 2 Timothy 1 1 and 7, it says he hasn't given us a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, of a sound mind. You know, in Galatians chapter 6 and verse 3, Paul said, If a man thinks himself to be something when he's nothing, he deceiveth himself. But let every man prove his own work. Then shall he have rejoicing in, in himself alone and not in another. What this is saying, do right. Do what's right. Live right. Make right decisions. 
When it when it costs you more to lie than to tell the truth, still tell the truth. Or it costs you more to tell the truth than it, when, it, when to lie, still tell the truth. Do what's right. Because you can rejoice in that. You can have confidence that God sees it. When Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the book of Daniel, when they stood up to that king, and that king said, you know what, boys? He said, I'm, I'm very angry. He said, you, you were supposed to fall down and worship that statue. By the way, God's people have never used statues in their worship. Never should. That's what's in the Bible. And these boys wouldn't do it. They wouldn't fall down and worship that statue. And King Nebuchadnezzar said, next time you hear the sound of the music, I'll give you one more chance. But you know what those boys said? We're not going to do it. And our God is able to deliver us, O king. But if he doesn't, we're still not going to do it. And that story ended where God stepped in and took care of those boys. He's bigger than all my problems, bigger than all my fears. God is bigger than any mountain that I can or cannot see. Galatians 6 and 9, it says, Let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Don't give up. Keep doing what's right. God's coming through. God will work it out. Be confident in this. And God will work out things in your life. You really will. Well, this is the Tell It Like It Is radio show. I'm going to give Abe a chance to be famous here. Go ahead, Abe. Why don't you give us some um, some some info about some things? Well, we are from the New Life Pentecostal Church. Um, if you'd like to visit us, you can do that. The address is 501 Elks Drive, Dickinson, North Dakota. And um, Sunday morning, there's Sunday school for the adults and for the children at 10 o'clock a.m. and at 11 o'clock a.m. is the worship service every Sunday morning. And also on Wednesday night at 7.30, there's a worship service. That's every Wednesday night at 7.30, the New Life Pentecostal Church, Dickinson, North Dakota. Um, In Beach, North Dakota, uh, there's a service, worship service every Tuesday night at 7.30 at the Beach Community Center. And... um, that's every Tuesday night, the Beach Community Center. Um, every Thursday night in Bowman, Brother Seth is a pastor down there every Thursday night, and he holds service at 7.30. Um, and their church is called the Cornerstone Apostolic Church, 18 North Main Street is the address. And um, we'd love to have you join them there every Thursday night at 7.30. Um, also, in Beulah, there's a apostolic church, and the name of that church is Truth Community Church. The address is twenty or two hundred and twenty Third Street Northwest, and um, they have service um, on Sundays at ten thirty, and then I believe they have Sunday school every Wednesday night at 7.30, and there's Bible study as well. Sunday school for the kids and Bible study for adults, and that's the Truth Community Church in Beulah. If you'd like to get a hold of Pastor Bob Simons, maybe I confused you, you can call him, text him, his cell phone number is 701-290-7862, or you can email him, his email 
is robertsimons58 at gmail.com. Thank you, Abe. And you are listening to the Tell Like It Is radio show. We're talking about uh, people that have these feelings of inadequacy or feelings of pride, which I think really are the same thing, these insecurities that we carry around. We're so worried about what everybody thinks. But um, God wants us to be more worried about what he thinks. You know, I got I got a scripture here that was just texted to me by some people that um, that uh, I really want to share. It's so good. It fits in so good with what uh, this is Terry and Patty that uh, texted this in. But it, it's Isaiah 32 and 17. The work of righteousness shall be peace. In the effect of righteousness, quietness and assurance forever. You know, this the, the work of righteousness shall be peace. You know, this... this um, you do what's right. Here again, I don't care how you feel. I don't, I'm not trying to make you feel good. I want you to start being good. Start being good. You're going to start feeling good after that. Got time for one more song, maybe. Abe, I'm not going to let you sing tonight. Nothing I like do, doing better than singing songs about David and Goliath. This is an old, old song that I heard many, many years ago, and I've been singing it for years. I'll end the program with it. Hello to everybody and thank you so much for listening. I had heard the rumors hundred times before but this time it was different and then I knew for sure Goliath stood before me he was a giant among men And every fear I'd ever had was embodied all in him. His eyes were full of fire, hatred running wild. He was Satan's champion, but I was Israel's child. A thousand eyes upon us from a thousand frightened men. As he raised his mighty spear, I knew his life would end. I said, Goliath, you are mighty, but you cannot win this war. When the one who stands before you is standing in the Lord. All the power and the glory, they're mine in Jesus' name. And Goliath, in this hour, you'll be the next giant slain. I raised my sling towards heaven, and I whirled at God's command. The stone was charged with lightning as I felt it leave my hand. And every now and then, when giants come my way, Call upon the Lord of Lords, turn to them and say, I say, Goliath, you are mighty, but you cannot win this war. When the one who stands before you is standing in the Lord, all the power and the glory are mine in Jesus' name. And Goliath, in this hour, you'll be the next giant. Goliath, you are mighty, but you cannot win this war.
When the one who stands before you is standing in the Lord. All the power and the glory are mine in Jesus' name. And Goliath, in this hour, you'll be the next giant slain. You'll be the next giant slain. Thanks for listening, folks. God bless you. Good night, and tune in next Sunday night for another Tell It Like It Is radio broadcast.
Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The preceding program was brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio.